What's going on, y'all? Bishop Brigante, welcome to another episode of Risk and Rewards. This is the series where we talk to some of y'all favorite personalities about some of the risks they've taken in their career to get where they are today. And right now, I'm calling on all rap connoisseurs. We in the building with one of the most incredible fucking lyricists I have ever, ever heard on the microphone in my life. West Coast King, West Coast legend, King Crooked. What's popping, Crooked Eye? What's going on, my G? What's going down with it, Bishop Brigante? Shit, man, we go so far back, bro. Mm -hmm. How you been, man? I've been great, man. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got no complaints, man. I'm, I'm above ground. I'm working. You know what I'm you saying? Know, My right bill is on. <laughs> yo, you know what I you know what I, I I wanted to say to you? How great does it feel? Like every day you spend a lot of time talking to the rap connoisseurs on your social medias, right? How great does it feel? I mean, obviously, when 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 guys like you and guys like Nickel are constantly putting out great music, but how does it feel now the climate of hip hop with the certain albums and music that's dropping today? Like it feels like we kind of getting out of a, a certain area now where it's kind of like, yo, them bars are like flying everywhere. It's bar heavy outside right now. You know what I mean? It's real bar heavy. I mean, you know, Lloyd Banks dropped something, you know what I'm saying? Ransom mm -hmm. out here doing his thing, you know, RJ Payne doing his thing, you know, yeah. Makami, you know what I mean? Doing his thing, all the Griselda guys. You know, horseshoe gang stay with their foot on the gas pedal. Max. It's real bar heavy out here right now, you know, and it's it's dope. J. Cole dropped something that was incredible. So yeah, man, it feel good. That's our environment. You know what I'm saying? They got the battles going on right now, you know what I mean? No one coming up, you know what I'm saying? So it's like that's our environment, man. People it feels good. Push their pen, you know, it feels what I mean? good. Yes. The pen pushing is back, and that to me. Uh, has got me excited every time um, Friday pulls up and music's dropping. I'm, I'm I'm back in that space where I feel inspired again. You know what I mean? This is this bar heavy uh, environment. It feels really good, man. Yes, and, sir. Um. So so what's been going on with you lately? What you got going on? I know we need we need some more crook corners. Crook corners yeah. coming back. Crook's corners coming back, bro. You know, I just took a little break during the pandemic. Yep. Try to see what's going on with everything. Now I'm moving into a new location, building a new set. We mm -hmm. coming back bigger and better. You know what I mean? I don't know exactly when I'm going to launch the first episode, but it's going to be this year for sure. This um, Season three. And um, it's just dope, man. You know, we have season two. We just ran up the numbers with Royce. You know what I mean? Rakim. You feel me? Eminem. Joel Eminem. Ortiz. Black Thought. You know what I mean? Like, we just really had you know, a great run for season two. And we just want to be able to keep that momentum, that same energy and bring something to the culture, you know, from the West Coast point of view and looking at, you know, hip hop through the lens of California. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't really got a lot when it comes to rap media, so-called rap media down here. You know, we right. got a few people doing they want to, but, you know, I want to, I just want a platform where you come into town, Royce come into town, you know, some of the people we rock with, some of the legends we love, they, they got a home, you know, Crooks Corner's your home. Facts. You ain't gonna hear no, you know, we ain't talking no messy shit, nothing for clickbaits, you know what I mean? It's none of that. It's all about the art form. It's all right. about the culture, why you fell in love, and we talking hip-hop. That's it, you know what I mean? 
So I, I, I can't wait till we uh, relaunch Chris Corner, my brother. It's going to be dope. It's going to be dope. Let me ask you a question before we jump into these to these risks. Um, how important do you feel? I feel like when I when I see you active online and, and, you know, with things like Crook's Corner or just even even just when you're online on Twitter or on Instagram, stuff like that, and staying active with the people, you're you're a, you're you're an, a definite student of the game just as much as you are a leader lyrically in the game. Hello. And and how important is that to you when it comes to when it comes to, you know, some of the music that you choose to listen to, like, do you feel being a lyricist and and also being a student kind of goes hand in hand and and also helps you decide the kind of music that you bump? Yeah, I mean, my thing is now that I'm, you know, what I'm saying, getting some some grays in my beard, you know, what I'm saying, and I'm starting to see the world from a different perspective, the perspective of being very experienced putting in your years and years of work. Yeah. I've been through many phases, you know what I mean? In hip hop. So yeah. now I give a, I give a, a young cat a chance to, 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 to blossom and to grow into a, a better artist. I don't just automatically, if a young cat is making some music that I feel like is not really dope, I don't just automatically, oh, that's trash. Right. Next, you know, I keep my eye on that artist because that artist might become, you know, a monster. You feel mm, me? Yeah. So I've seen people go through stages of development, you know, and I give way more chances to music now. I really tune in and try to see where an artist is coming from. I always did that, but now it's just different, man, you know? So um, being a lyricist, people just think that everything that you're going to listen to, they think it's all going to be some lyrical miracle hysterical, you know right. what I mean? And they right. just think that's what we listen to, but we all have different backgrounds. We all have different lives, different upbringings, grew up in different environments, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I can identify with a Gucci Mane song. I can identify with a Jeezy joint, you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of similarities in there to my own upbringing, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And I know a lot of core fans of lyricism, they can't understand, like, how could you rap how you rap and play those types of songs. Well, you gotta understand who I am. If you truly understand who I am and listen to my story and my life story, you know I grew up a certain kind of way. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. And that environment, I'm listening to things from Gucci, Jeezy, you know, Snoop, whoever. And all these things are just giving me memories of my childhood and my teenage years and my upbringing. You know what I'm saying? So. I identify with that. So I, I'm man, my 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 playlist can go from, you know, some old school hip hop and from the 80s to, you know, the 90s, the golden era to the to the to the two like I could go from New York to Toronto to to Oakland, back down to Southern California in the South in Houston and you know, bumping UGK Pimp C and Bum B. You know, it's just, it's, I go all over with this, man. And, and I, I, I really encourage people to try to open their mind and their ears to, to you know, try something. Yeah. You know, you got them homies who, you go to a, the biggest steak restaurant they got, 
you know what I mean? You in Mastro's or you somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. and they want to order a hamburger because that's all they used to. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, and they right. like, oh, I just want a hamburger. I don't want to try nothing. They stubborn. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. Don't be a stubborn rap fan. Lend an ear to some of these people, man, because some of these people might just have be on your frequency. You might really fuck with them. You know what I mean? If you give them a chance. So, you know, I'm really I'm all over the place, uh, Bishop, man. I listen to everything once or twice and then I decide is it for me or not you know what I mean that's what I do and that's why that's why you're that's why you're you know that you're given that title as a connoisseur because you know I'm saying like I I, I hate to call it a student but I feel like now you know I feel like you've you've evolved into the space of a teacher of the game now so I love that bro all right let's jump into it you know what we're here for yes sir Risk and rewards, all right? King Crook. Yeah. Tell me and tell the people, what was one risk you took in your career, period, whenever? One risk that you took where the come up was a come up, you know what I'm saying? Like where it was a positive come up and it worked out well. What was one of those? Man. Since we can't talk no illegal business, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) That duffel bag talk. You know what I mean? We can't talk about the Duffy. You know, they ain't got nothing in that Duffy like we had. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, (laughs) uh, I mean, you know, I've taken a lot of risks. And they say that a life without taking risks is very dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes, even if you're a real passive person or laid back, sometimes you might have to step outside your comfort zone, step outside your normal routine and take a risk so you could get something popping. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So I've done that my entire life. You know what I mean? So I can't even pick out one, but if I had to pick out one, I know when I signed the death row, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people told me, don't do it. They said he has enemies all around him that label. It's enemies with the red and enemies with the blue. It's enemies with the feds. It's enemies in the industry that wanna see him never be successful again Mm -hmm. he is surrounded by enemies why would you walk into a label with a guy who is surrounded by enemies and they said don't do it you know what i'm saying yeah and i said you know what we surrounded by enemies right now what the cops gonna do to me if they see me reaching for my cell phone while I'm trying to, while they telling me to pull over, they might bust me right there. You know what I'm saying? Lean me over in my seat. You feel me? The gang banging is crazy all around. Every, you walk up the street to go to get to the liquor store and you don't know what's gonna happen. You feel me? Yeah. Being in poverty, being in the hood, you know, Gandhi said poverty is violence. You feel me? So just growing up under the poverty line, that was violent. So everything was already like that to me. Now, 
if I was going to go on Def Jam or something, maybe it would have been an escape from all that, you know? But I just figured if I'm gonna hop out the frying pan into the skillet, I need to get something out of it. Right. So I did it, you know what I mean? I went up to the penitentiary. I saw Suge Knight, you know what I'm saying? We had our first meeting up there. We talked about terms and conditions. You had your first meeting with Suge at the pen? Yeah, I had my first meeting with Suge in the penitentiary, you know what I'm saying? He was locked down in Mill Creek in Ion, California. Wow. It's right outside of Sacramento, you know what I mean? And we sat down and we chopped it up, you know? And I had a couple other people interested, but I said, you know what? Tupac was here. Snoop Dogg was here. Mm. Dr. Dre was here. Mm. Corrupt, Daz, Lady of Rage. Nathan. This is historic. This label is historic. Fact. The people, I will have an opportunity if I jump on this label, I have the opportunity to work with the same engineers, studio producers, beat makers, singers, songwriters that yeah. Machiavelli worked with. Yeah, I see it, I see it. You feel me? I see it. So even if I don't sell one record, that knowledge I'm a gain mm. is gonna be priceless. So I signed that contract, bro. Word. Signed that contract. And I did come up because I was able to go from an MC who was going around making his own albums, demos, you know, in the studios and, and just trying to find my way as a writer. I was able to graduate into someone who understands the business because mm. she allowed me to be shotgun when he went to see Russell Simmons, when he went to see Lior Cohen, when he went to see all of them. You was in the rooms. You got in the room. I was in the room. He got in the room. Mm. I got to salute him because a lot of these executives, they ain't doing that, bro. Not you can't no get in them rooms, man. They not letting you in the rooms. He's yeah. like, yo, crook, come in and learn this shit. And I got to salute him for that. So my business IQ went up mm. just from fucking with death row. You feel me? And God. then in the studio, I walk in there and they say, hey, yo, Pac was in here making two, three songs a day. What you going to do? That put me on my, oh, okay. Now I got to get on mine. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that built my work ethic up to something so incredible that I could drop a song once a week and do the weekly series like it's nothing and still Facts. do mixtapes, EPs, songwrite for people and make placements on TVs and all kind of shit. I could do all that. That output was crazy because I went through the fucking training camp called Death Row. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I remember and, when I remember the and, night we met years over over 12 years ago. And I remember we was in your studio and even in between conversations, you went into the booth, laid something down, came back out. Yeah, what was you talking about? Got back <laughs> in the conversation, went back in the booth, laid out, and I, that even, you know, what, me seeing that in that moment right there made me say, oh shit, I gotta step my shit up in the studio because you weren't playing. Yeah, so you, so when you Appreciate get that, you. when you get that work ethic, unstoppable yeah you know what i mean it stay with you so even when the checks run out you still got that hustle you're gonna be straight 
Word. You know what I mean? So I, I appreciate that. You know, wow. that was a great, great, you know, valuable, priceless time in my life, man. I learned so much. You know what yeah. I mean? And and you're cemented. That's it. You 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 know you were you were at the same you were at the same house with all the legends, bro. You know what I mean? And and you're you you've grown into to becoming a legend yourself. That's incredible, man. Like thank you, bro. Bar thank for you. bar, bar for bar. It's like it's it's you'd be very hard pressed to find somebody that can go bar for bar with King Crook, bro. And we know well, I, pre- you know, I appreciate that. That's that mean a lot coming from you because you know what the fuck you're talking about. Word. And that's the other thing, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's always feels better when somebody like they look at these lists. They put these top rappers lists out and you looking at the list and you know, okay, cool. Turn the beat on. Yeah. Everybody on this list. Let's do this. Yeah. You know get in the mean? lab. Get in the lab. Let's get in the lab. You know what Jim I'm saying? Jo- hey, Jim Jones said that shit. He goes, yeah. I see, I see the list, but let's get in the studio. Let's get yeah, in the let's studio. Get, let's get, let's get in the lab because you could, you can hide behind those lists. You feel me? Come out to play. Them lists. Hey, everybody yep. got Twitter fingers and yeah. <laughs> motherfucking Instagram posts. Bring your ass out to play. Them lists, them lists are just for fucking. They, they that's just a stir of some shit, bro. Because they know, they know, bro. They know. I know they know because when you asking, when they telling you, "Oh man, you a legend, let's collab," and you like, "All right, cool, let's get it," and you send the verse over and they don't send it back. <laughs> you feel me? That's annoying. That's how I know they know. Or they take you right off the record. And B-Dot, he don't know that, though. You feel me? And that's no shot to B-Dot. I fuck with B-Dot. Elliot no, we fuck with B-Dot, that. but I, I had yeah, to call. He, I, don't I, know. he don't I, know that those motherfuckers right. that they up there putting on these lists as best rappers, they ain't even sending the fucking verses back. Yep. Because they I, scared. They should. I, I had to call, call B-Dot out on Clubhouse one day because I was like, yo, you tripping on that fucking allegory shit. How you like? I'm not even gonna go that. You know what, B dot? We gotta we're gonna get B dot on risky rewards soon, and we are gonna have that conversation because I have that conversation with him, man. You see, I'm getting hype right now because yeah. I'm getting <laughs> yo, dog. I'm so tired, bro. You know what I'm saying? And at the same time, though, you know, I'm working on what's possibly my last album or my second to last. I'm on the fence. I'm trying to make a decision. Cut it out. Don't want to hear that. Hey yo, I'm being honest with you, man. Just ride it to the they wheels get, fall off, crook. They getting two. They getting two. If they get, they might get one or or two. Wow. You know what I mean? But my whole thing is, I I don't put, I don't do, I don't yeah. kept the consistency over a 25 year period. If they go back and listen to Streets as a Mother, and they listen to 19 year old Crooked on that record with Corrupt called Step Up with Exhibit. Yep. yep. Go listen to them bars. Ain't nothing changed. It's 2021. Ain't nothing changed. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, yo, listen, these dudes, they're gonna have to really, man, listen. That last album, they might, they might all find themselves on that album. Everybody who's fronted on the kid. Everybody who fronted on the kid might be on that album. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy, man. Like I I, I don't even want to give no more time to those lists right now. Cause yeah, fuck those lists, they man. fucking they really, they really know how to stir it up, though. They know how to stir it up. It's good for, it's good for. Yeah, I have fun talking. Rap. It's good for this. It's good I have for fun this. talking rap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it yeah, don't. Yeah, it, yeah. Listen, dog. We don't care about no paper thin list, bro. Right. 
in all reality, we don't care. We about the art. We trying to create masterpieces. We well, if we don't to- talk about who the fuck's been barring out, come on, yeah. man. Like, I don't understand why. I don't understand why they're so scared to allow the, to to the to just give the fucking credit to the barbarians, bro. Just give the barbarians. Why is that? They're just terrified. I don't know. They, I think that these lists got to be called popular, most popular, or or most marketed, most marketed lists. Right, give us call popular. it those or something else, because right. oh, see now it's getting me excited. Now it's getting me off my shit. It's <laughs> getting me off my shit. I'm, juice, I'm trying to get you juiced up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want to argue now, but I want to get. <laughs> I want to fucking. Oh man. Okay, let's move on. Let's okay. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move right. on. That was a dope come up, which is yeah, incredible. Now, yes, and we know, we know Crook got some crazy ones. So we, got, I'm going to flip the coin, Crook. Mm-hmm. Tell us now, what was the one risk you took that wasn't the one? The one that fucking was like, ah, oh, man. Oh, Shit. man, listen, bro. Because <laughs> I know you got some good stories. Let me tell you something, bro. Before Instagram popped, before Facebook really popped, we had MySpace. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I established this right here. You know, the circle of bosses. Absolutely. You know, we came out 2000. Absolutely. 2004. You know what I'm saying? 2004, I decided I'm going. I'm gonna bring my circle into the industry. We was already COB. It was just a, it was just our thing. You know what I'm saying? Facts. But I said, you know what? I'm gonna bring that element of myself, my crew, because a lot of them do music. Some don't. There's a bunch that don't do no music. Right. You know, some own restaurants, car lots, real estate. Some in the streets. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, yo. Let's bring this into the, you know, into the into the light a little bit because it's it's our movement, it's our way of life. And I just kept feeling like I wasn't really representing my way of life. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yo, this is our way of life. Long story short, brought that motherfucker into the game. People really fucked with it. Like there's still COB do. tattoos everywhere. Yeah. You know, we got COB Canada up there doing ciphers and shit. Absolutely. You feel me? COB Africa, you know, COB Ohio, shout out Felony Loke and all them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, yeah. So we we got this dope-ass movement full of people. And the reason why Circle of Boss is because it ain't one boss. It's a circle. Facts. You know what I mean? We sit at the round table. It's not a throne room. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And we want to see each of, each of us want to see one another win. We want to see you have good health take care of your family, leave a legacy for your children. 100. You know what I mean? Yeah. The real shit. That's what we on. We on the real shit, man. Yeah. And I decided, yo, let me bring this into the game. Now, I say, hey, man, I'm going to do COB apparel. All right? Let me go to the magic convention. So love the magic convention. Now I'm at the magic conventions doing my one, two, doing all kind of stuff. Dude, 
we thought we was gonna make millions of dollars on this shit. I had this shit in 99 stores. You know what I mean? I'm independent. Yeah. Now that might sound like nothing to some people, but in 99 stores that are, you know what I mean? In what year? It's a chain. What year did we do that? I I, I don't know. I think that was probably by, that was around Hip Hop Week, the era, I believe. So that's probably 07, 08. Okay. So we 99 stores back then is is tough. Yeah, we was in 99, but these stores wasn't just like local stores. These were, this is a chain. I'm not going to last them out. This is a chain, you know what right, I'm saying, right, throughout right, right. the U.S. And we were selling off websites and stuff like that. But look, I start playing a million-dollar game with, I played a seven-figure game with six-figure budgets, right? So mm. I didn't know this at the time, no. I'm going hard, bro. We out here, me, G-Dub, C-O-B, you know what I'm saying? JC the Great, we out here spinning advertisements, bill, whatever. You right. know what I'm saying? We're taking flights deep, coming through Las Vegas, COB, everywhere. Right. We spending money. We're trying to get this brand off the ground, bro. Right. So I rolled the dice on that. You know what I'm saying? I rolled the dice on that. I went from being called Mr. Wycliffe. Cause that's my last name. Ooh. That venture took me from being called Mr. Wycliffe when I walk into the bank to go stand over there. Cause I lost it all, bro. Wow. What? I lost it all. Why? Cause I was playing a big game, man. Back then, if you wanted to get advertisement in certain magazines, you had to spend a lot of money. Yep. If you wanted to get web ban- you know, banners, you yep. had to spend a lot of money. If you wanted to take your crew to the Magic in Vegas and then to, you know, the other yep. streetwear, you know what I'm saying, conventions and all that, you had to spend a lot of money. If you wanted to make your presence be known, you had to spend a lot of money. If you wanted a celebrity to wear your shit, you had to spend money. Everything was money. And I ain't even talking about manufacturing. I ain't even talking about None of that. You're talking about the brand building, the marketing, all the brand that. building, the marketing. When you bring that, that's why they say other people's money. Because mm. when you bring that money out your own motherfucking pocket, you're shaking a dice. Mm. You feel me? And I learned in the high six figures, I learned a very valuable lesson. I almost learned a seven figure lesson with that. You know what I mean? Wow. And now, you could just get on Instagram, sell your shit right off Instagram, and do numbers. Do I was numbers. watching. I was watching Burner. He said, "Hey man, I made my first million dollars selling cookies merchandise on Instagram." Wow. See what I'm saying? So the game we was right before Instagram and all that took off and provided visibility for brands without spending so much money. You could build your own community and then that community would uplift you if you were good with customer service and you were supplying dope shit, you would be able to build that community and benefit off of that community. And you know, right before then, bro. Right before. Right before then, 
So we doing all this other shit, you know, oh, okay, how much y'all gonna charge us for the commercial out there in Miami to play during the what, what? All right, boom, dog. I lost it all, man. I lost it all, bro. <laughs> wow, wow. And now, but now when you, you know, now when you double back, I mean, being able to lose it all and being a hustler is synonymous because, you know, that's probably the place where we feel the most comfortable though, because yeah. we know we could maneuver because you're not starting at zero now, right? Yeah. So now COB is back and in full effect because I see yeah. people wearing it everywhere. Yeah, I man. I see people wearing it everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. I love listen, it. Bro. Listen, it's a humbling experience. Yeah, for sure. And it's just valuable. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't really lose. I learned. That's all we do. We never you know lose. Saying? We learn. I just learned. And I said, yo, if I could do it once, I could do it twice. I could do it three times. You know? Facts. Um, Cause you did it the hardest way. You did it the way that came with the most risk. Yeah. When it comes to this fashion shit, yo, we've been, we've been, it's been trial and error for so many different brands and stuff like that. Even myself, this, this brand was, was something in the making for years, for yeah. years. You know what I'm saying? And, and thank God I got guys like you guys like Royce, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that, that support me and back me up and get it out there I'm on more eyes. But like, we've been able to do this shit, all of our things from music, from clothing, from any type of these, you know, these hustles, we, we had to do it at a time when it was the hardest to do it. When you yeah. had to go out and do things, you couldn't just wake up and do it on the internet. You couldn't just wake up and do it on, on Instagram or Facebook and all that. So now we, because we have, the experience from from the from the from the rough road, the yeah. these easier roads now, it feels a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? It feels better. Yeah, dog. Let me tell you something, bro. All of it was a blessing. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Because guess what? I learned who was really down with me and who wasn't. One hundred percent. You feel me? Because mm -hmm. when you hit rock bottom, all of the fake pretenders scatter like roaches with the lights on. Facts. They have no more use for you. They cannot leech off of you. They can't drink out of your bottles in the VIP. They can't do any of the other events and all that. It's done. You shut down trying to get back up on your feet. And all of those people who said they love you, I like you, I love you, I can't wait to see all that shit was phony. And it was oh, revealed. Shit. It was revealed. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thankful for that. And Absolutely. It cut dead weight. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Get rid of the dead weight. Now we moving a lot lighter with the right circle. You know what I mean? And more knowledge. And more knowledge, which is valuable, priceless. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And more hustle because now it's like, look, you're right. I just, I put, I'm going to let you in on a secret, bro. I work the best when I'm under pressure. Same. Same. I don't like to tell people that because they try to put pressure on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> so all but my young artists out there, if you like me and you can work good under pressure, don't tell the label that ever because they'll keep you under <laughs> they'll pressure. They'll put the pressure on you. Yeah. They'll yeah. put the pressure on you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, 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 but no, I get it. That's exactly what I'm saying. When it comes to a hustler's mind and some, and, and, and you know, guys that when you, when you a boss, yeah. 
you get you adapt to that that pressure because you can't become a boss until you've been through the, you've been through it. And once you've been yeah. through it, you understand that you feel really comfortable. I I my my favorite saying is I'm comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm, and, I'm that's, and that's how you grow. That's that's how you become the best version of yourself. Yeah. And the losses that I've taken in life, most of them that are really that really cut deep is betrayal from good friends. Mm. See what I'm saying? Right. Those are the ones that cut deep. You know what I mean? But everything that involves materialism and money, that ain't shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get back to that. Regardless, that's the reason why they don't probably, you know, include me with a lot of shit when it comes to the industry because I don't really play industry games. Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm to the booth, to the studio, talking rap. I'm, I love hip hop. I love the culture. Right. I don't love the business. You see what I'm saying? So it's no shots to nobody in the business. I'm just doing what I love. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And what I love is the people, man. The people move the culture. At the end of the day, the people have the last say, they have the power, you know what I mean? And that's who I love. And that's why I talk to them every single day on Twitter. And that's why I engage with them when I'm at the concerts. That's why I'm backstage taking pictures. That's why I'm out front, last one to get on the tour bus. You know what I mean? Cause that's just who I am, bro. And that's I why it. we love you too, Crook, for real, man. Appreciate it, man. You've been, you've been, you've been just stand up since the, the second I met you, all the way up Appreciate to today, it. man, straight you up. You too, you too. Hey, you know, you know what, what I'm saying? saying? Like, like-minded. That's why we connect, bro. Frequencies is on point. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't know. Like, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know. Like, I love this episode, but I don't know how I feel about this last two album shit, man. I don't know how I feel about that. Hey, man. Dog, but, I, but but if you if you in that space, I mean, I might just I I brush it off a little bit right now and just maybe it's a temporary thought. Maybe. Oh no, well. I'm going to express my love for hip hop in many other ways. Right. It just won't be in the booth all the time on the stage. It's going to be behind the camera documentaries. I'm about to really show how much I love hip hop to the world through right. the lens of a camera. They're about to, I'm going to take people on a real hip hop journey and just express, I just want to give something back to the culture that gave so much to me. And Absolutely. I, I want to have a reason to wake up in the morning. And when I get up and I think of all these ideas I want to do and I want to, you know, connect with people around the whole world, it's no way I'm going to be able to do that and still just tap in because I don't make the, con listen, man, I'm going to just keep it a buck. You might not, everybody out there, you might not like none of King Crooked, Crooked Eye, you might not like none of my music, right? But one thing you got to understand is I put layers of thought into my shit. If you go listen to Good Versus Evil, you're going to hear storylines. You're going to hear things that you never heard. Environmental racism. You're going to hear about, mm -hmm. you know, the RoboCops. You're going to hear about the Neuralink before it even dropped. You're going to hear about all these things. And the story is going to have a whole theme to it and concept. I put fucking thought into my shit. So when I'm doing an album, I don't just jump on loops and start fucking rapping. And that's it. And then put it out. If right. I'm putting that kind of shit out, yeah, I could do that shit for the rest of my fucking life. Right. I, you see how I did the weeklies that, and I did that twice in a row. So it's like, I could do that. I could do that shit for the rest of my life. But when I do sit down and I try to paint my picture for the people, it's layered in thoughts. It takes me through emotional journeys. I'm talking about shit that really fuck with me, like my alcoholism and my motherfucking upbringing and shit. 
It's emotionally draining. It's real shit going on in that booth. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It ain't just a bunch of bragging about this and this and that all the time. I say a love, you know, line or two over there. I'm a slick nigga too. But I'm just saying, yo, it's a lot of ideas, concepts, themes, thought process, mm -hmm. pain, hurt when I'm in there. So I can't do that continuously and bring the world to other things that I want to bring the world, man. Right, so right, it's right. all good. I got so much music out there. They're going to enjoy that shit. And this last shit, I'm flipping the game upside down with this shit, bro. I ain't even tripping. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I'm yes, sir, man. To Thank it. you, man. Thank I'm you, man. I, I really appreciate you, Bishop, man. You know, I, I appreciate, I appreciate you, so you much, man. Bro. You send me the end shit. I rock the end shit. I buy it. I don't give a fuck. I we got to always you. support each other. The real got to support the real, bro. That's just it, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, Crook, I don't even know. I don't even know. Um, I, you know what? One more thing I want to say is, you know, homie to homie, I'm super proud of your journey as well. Uh, Thank you, man. I'm super proud of the way you, uh, you take time to speak to people about mental health, about yes, addiction. And I just want to salute you like as homie to homie, man. Like Thank I, got, you, man. I got so much love for you for that. And the way you and Royce, um, specifically being two really good friends of mine, um, are able to uh, be open and be able to talk to people and just give real guidance and support to yeah. just to just an everyday person, to just anybody. It, you, you guys are c consistently taking the time to just care about people. And and it makes me proud to know that the, the, the solid friends I have in my circle are just the fucking best. And so hey, man. I appreciate and that, man. And, that, and that's you, likewise, bro. my brother. We are really, you know, hey, man, there's a lot of good people with good hearts out here. Facts. We just all got to link up. That's it. Facts. You know what I'm saying? That's all we got to do, man. You know, and I, I appreciate you too, dog. Like, this is beautiful right here. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I remember years ago, you know, doing doing songs and, and, and being at shows and shit like that and you know, they say you could judge a person by somebody who's still cool with somebody after 10 years, after 15 years. You know what I mean? For real. And it's like, dog, we still here, bro. You know what I mean? And that's a beautiful thing, my G. That's <laughs> a beautiful motherfucking thing, man. Yo, nothing but, nothing but love, Crook. Listen, everybody right now, that's been King Crook, also known as Crooked Eye, King Crooked. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Chili D. Chili being the building. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that on Clubhouse. That shit was crazy. Yo, everybody make sure you subscribe. Hit the subscribe right. button. And please, run them numbers up, man. Go check out all the Crooks projects. If you're not wearing a gun, you're not dressed like me. If you don't go hey. back, you, gotta go, you better go back to straight bosses. You got to yeah. go back to all the weeklies. This is a rap connoisseur. This is a fucking legend. And that's my Appreciate bro, man. It's nothing but love. So yeah, risk and rewards, man. Crooked, thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for you. having me, my brother. All right. Everybody be good. Salute.